Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Um, you know we, what day it is, guys. Yeah, it's Girls Girl Day. Takeover day. We didn't plan Jean Day, but it is Jean Day. So if anybody's still getting ready for work, it's a Jean kind of day. But um, we're on the downhill of this week ending. And I don't say that begrudging like, oh my God, I need the weekend. I say that because we all need that time to be able to regroup and rest and be prepared for the next week. So we're on that downward slope. But um, that doesn't mean the Word of God today is not going to be powerful and uplifting. So um, we've been talking this week about crutches and um, it's been interesting. It's funny when we started talking about the topic, my idea of crutches was a little bit different than David's and his philosophy trumps mine. So I'm rolling with it, but I've been encouraged and blessed. Um, you know, I, I think that I've picked out some nuggets for myself, like how I can apply this to my daily life. Yeah. I'm really big on that. Personally, I love the message of being able to be encouraged and uplifted in the Lord. However, I'm kind of one of those people that I want to, how does that apply to me today? How, how am I going to implement that today in my life? How am I going to allow that to bring about change in my life or to be able to encourage somebody else? So I'm really big on real practical things. And um, so I... I usually throw those things out, and I'm I'm pretty real and in in calling out those things that probably maybe most people wouldn't. But um, I think it makes us who we are. Um, and so I'm I'm thankful to be here this morning. I pray that your 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 ears are open, your hearts are open to receive today. And um, I'm going to let Ashton start off. We're going to just recap, you know, the people that we've been talking about, uh, the limps and things like that. So I'll let Ashton start and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So um, as you guys know, we've been talking, we talked a lot about Jacob and the story of Jacob where he's wrestling. uh, Well, actually theologians don't know if it's an angel or God or what, you know, we're never given a clear picture, but he's wrestling with this being and um, he, he asks God to bless him. He asks for, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And he's wrestling with him. He's fighting with him. He's not going down. Um, and that's, I think, it's one of the coolest things ever to just, that story in general was like, he just didn't back down. Like, I don't know, if you could, you, whether it be an angel or God, if I was, like, fighting them, I think I'd be like... Okay. I think you can relate you to that because Ashton, if she has a cause, I can remember even as a kid, if she had a cause, she would was relentless and she would not stop where my personality is like, I hit a little bit of relentless. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not <laughs> for me. But she would be relentless to the point as we she got older and you know she'd be wanting something. I'd be like, I would go from like zero to a hundred in a matter of a millisecond. Like, no, we're not. And she's like, why are you so intense? I'm like, because I already know we're going to be on this relentless pursuit, but that's the way Jacob was. If you can kind of mm. relate that to a kid that's how Jacob was with a God like he was was like relentless you're You're going to and um and the Lord did but even blessing him he came out with a mark right Mm -hmm. the limp limp and he's forever reminded you know at that point of the rest of his life he's reminded of that moment where he's wrestling and he's fighting for that blessing He's he's marked with a limp um and you know sometimes we it lets us see um, sometimes uh, God lets us see his power and even in the parts you know that are painful uh, we're left forever changed um, and sometimes that pain 
it permanently, you know, that limp is something that permanently was with him the rest of his life. You know, he constantly was going through life limping, limping, maybe having people ask about his limp, maybe people having, you know, going and seeing that limp, whatever the case may be. And sometimes, you know, we are permanently marked with with that limp. Um, you know, I think here's for me, the, and, and this is something when J- Ashton and I were talking this morning about where we left off yesterday and, and moving forward, you know, the limp was designed to to remember, right? Remember that moment in, in Pineal. And, but in, remember what? Not that he was handicapped, and I, and I don't say that word, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily politically correct, and I don't mean any offense to that, but not so that he remembers the handicap, but that he can remember the miracle of God. And if we're not careful, those limps in our life, those things that we experience, if we're not careful and we allow, if we allow our stinking thinking or we don't stay firm in our faith with the Lord, we'll allow the limp that's caused us to remember the miracle, we'll, we'll allow it, instead of allowing it, that miracle to propel us forward, forward in God and in our purpose and in our destiny and in our life, if we're not careful, we'll allow that same thing that God designed to keep us, propel us forward and keep us in a place that we realize that God was there and he met us and mm-hmm. he, he helped us and he said, it's free. If we're not careful. We'll allow that handicap to hold us back. And that's what's really careful. It's all about perspective. No matter what it is in life, most things are, it's the way you perceive it. It's your perspective. What angle are you looking? Half Glass half full, glass half empty. So I think we got to be careful that the limp is designed for us to remember, but not remember the bad. It's about to remember the goodness and the faithfulness of God that in those times he showed up. And if we're, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because it's so important. Don't allow that miracle cause you to focus on the, the, the bad, the hurt, the, the, um, the stumbling block, the pothole and hold you back. You know, it's amazing to me, um, on the gym, um, there's, there's a a trainer there that trains someone that, um, I think she has a, a disease that has brittle bones and most people would just sit back and wall her in this and she's in a wheelchair, but she's in the gym regularly strengthening in spite of that, that she's not allowing that to hold her back. And how often do we allow our situations or the things that we've overcome, the way we grew up, the things we experienced, you know, hold us back from walking in the fullness of God. And the thing of it is, is that those things that are, are not designed, God, if we allow God to show up in our situation, those will be the very things that God puts on a on a mountaintop, right? Yeah. To show someone else the goodness and the glory of God. Not about us, but about him. That God in us and through us met us. And even though we started out on this way, we ran the race, right? We, were, we overcame. And that's what the story of Christ is always, right? About overcoming. We, we, we get knocked down, we get back up. And then but we, we get back up, hopefully we're stronger. We don't allow those things to stay to hold us back and and weaken us. But it says in our weakness, he's made strong that in our weaknesses, in those moments, we allowed his grace and his power to be the strength that we need to, again, propel us forward. And I think, you know, uh, I think it's important to look back at that story of Jacob and like, what, what are you wrestling with? You know, ask yourself that in your life. You know, I think sometimes we're wrestling for that blessing and Jacob did a good thing like where he's wrestling for this blessing. He's like, I'm going to get this blessing. I'm going to keep pushing forward. But sometimes we're just, you know, we create a limb for ourselves because we're just wrestling for the wrong things in our life. And we're continually seeking the wrong things. We're going for the wrong things. And because of that, you know, we end up getting a limp and receiving a limp in our lives that didn't need to be there. Um, and and so I think it's so, so important that we also recommend, or that we also um, re- uh, recognize, sorry, um, 
just where our limp is coming from. You know, there's are, there are limps, I think, that don't come from the Lord. And I think it's important to touch on those, too, because, like, you know, if if I'm just fighting for this thing that I was never meant to have, like, of course it's going to, like, steal from my life. Of course it's going to hurt me. Of course it's not going to, you know. But when the Lord puts a limp on our life, you know, Jacob, you know, had a life at that point that was lived, um, altered, but not altered in a way that was impossible to live. It was altered in a way that, like, the Lord gave him the ability to just continually remember that and continually never forget that. And so I think there's a, a key question we have to ask ourselves, like, is what I'm wrestling with, is what I'm fighting for, is it even meant for me? Is it even something God intended for me? And, you know, going back to what you were saying, like, it's it's super, you know, key that we recognize that when the Lord places a limp on our life, there there begins to be something that we can show other people, that we can we overcome it. It's not something that it's a permanent thing. It's, you know, it's the difference of when you have an issue and you're looking it up on WebMD versus going to the doctor, right? The doctor's purpose is to heal you when he puts you in crutches. It's, it's not to prevent you from using what, you know, you should be using your feet, but it's, okay, you know what? Your foot's broken right now. I'm going to put you on crutches. We're going to get that support that you need. We're going to get that healing that you need. We're going to, you know, lean off of that, the weight off of that, right? The weight off of that foot that's broken and we're going to put you on crutches to, you know, then heal you. And that's not a permanent thing. But, you know, I think with our situations, um, we so often look at it as a permanent thing and we, you know, we wrestle with this thing and we're looking up, it's like looking it up on WebMD, like how do I self-treat this broken bone? And the thing of <laughs> it know? is, here's that, we talked about this or it was mentioned yesterday um, before the podcast, but identifying it. So sometimes we're treating what we think is a backache, but it really started in our posture. So we're, we're diagnosing and we're trying to fix our backache, but really the root cause is our posture. Where is our posture in the Lord? You know, I think even sometimes, okay. you know, there's one thing that um, years ago, and it's something that I always remind myself of, is that, um, and it was in a, in a, in a counseling, in, in a session like with a, a counselor, that sometimes anger, it's not anger. Anger is a secondary emotion to hurt, right? So sometimes we're dealing with anger, but the truth of the matter is we're trying to deal with that, but it's really the hurt, and we won't really ever overcome the anger until we actually identify and recognize the okay. hurt. So sometimes there's underlying issues, and we're we're dealing with these surface symptoms, right? I have a runny nose. I'm going to deal with this runny nose. I'm going to wipe it. I'm going to pat it. But really, just dealing with my runny nose isn't going to heal me, right? I got to deal with the sinus issue that's going on. Or, you know, and that's a life application. I know that kind of, it's kind of a yeah. gory, gross snot. But, um, you know, sometimes we're dealing with other things, but it's not. You know, I was trying to get my family to to deal with my phone not working prop- <laughs> properly, right? And it sounds silly. I'm like, something's wrong with my phone. It's like it's not... Um, I can't read it well. It's like it's blurry. I, I need to re, refine it, retune it, do something, shut it down. They said, it's not your phone. It's your eyes. And I refused to believe it. <laughs> but I went to the eye doctor finally. I thought, well, maybe there's something to this. So I went to the eye doctor, and guess what? I needed glasses to read, and I didn't even recognize it. So I kept trying to deal with my phone, like there's something wrong with my phone. But it was my own eyes. Maybe we're trying to deal with other people and we're trying to deal with them, but really maybe something that we need to deal with is us. Like, I'm not going to let that disrupt me. I'm not going to let their lack of 
you know, whatever, or what they've, they're, you know, whatever, I don't know, their attitude, I'm not going to let their attitude disrupt my day today. I'm going to deal with my attitude because I have control over me. I'm not going to try and get my phone to reboot. I'm going to put glasses on my eyes so I can read it. What was amazing is when I was able to deal with the real issue, my own eyes, everything was clearer. I literally could see like the line (laughs) so clear. And that's just like the Lord. When we are able to identify and go to him and allow him to change that viewpoint for us, everything seems really clear. And it's like trying to, honestly, a really easy way to put that is like, it's like trying to put a Band-Aid to fix your broken your broken ankle. Like, that's what we're that's doing. Good. And that's that's what we're doing when, you know, the same thing. She's It's like trying to fix her phone when it's, you know, she's in need of glasses. And we all knew this. Also, it was very funny. By the way, I just want to say as your IT manager, I'm so glad I'm not the one that had to say that. <laughs> we were like, so, ma'am, your phone's not broken. I think your eyes are. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go to AT&T. They probably would have gave me cost me a brand new phone and still I would have needed glasses. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this still doesn't work. Um, <laughs> no, so, you know, it's the same concept though, of truly trying to put a Band-Aid on, you know, on this broken thing and thinking, okay, well, you know, Band-Aids are supposed to heal. Let me just stick a Band-Aid on my broken foot. It'll get better. Like, no, there's a purpose for crutches and that's, we have to have support and the reason we need crutches, you know, for something that's broken in our lives and, you know, th- taking it from a spiritual standpoint, the, in the physical world, the reason we need crutches is if something's broken, fractured, you know, anything like that, we put our weight on something else to support us. And it's not anything that can come from us just continually relying on that broken foot and continually, that would just hurt it more. <laughs> like, that doesn't help. And I think so often we're trying to just, you know, fix our brokenness ourselves when we're supposed to rely on a support um, in our lives. And so look at your brokenness today. Look at what you're going through today. And are you really, truly running to the Lord as your crutch? Um, you know, we, uh, my dad talked about this the other day. Jesus is our crutch. Like there is a, you know, there's a line to this whole crutch thing where, you know, I think there's two separate parts to it where it's, it can be dangerous to have a crutch for too, too long, right? It can be dangerous to have a crutch of, you know, grace, for instance. Like if, you know, if you have a sin issue, grace is existent and it's a great thing that God has given us, but there's an abuse to grace. And so there's that crutch that can get unhealthy when we're abusing that grace and we keep sinning and ask for forgiveness later you know, on like knowing that we're sinning and living a lifestyle of sin. So there's the abuse of, gra- of grace, and that's the abusing of crutches. But, you know, we have a foundation, and I think we have a support if we're going to view it from that standpoint where it's a good thing, um, where we can look at Jesus as our crutch, and he's the one that we lean on for support in the seasons of where we're in need, in need of healing, in need of um, just remending. And, you know, at the end of the day, there might be some permanent um, things that happen, but I don't, I you know, I think even going further, if I broke my foot, am I going to blame, you know, the crutches for, you know, me having a limp? Or am I going to say, well, th- these did their job. <laughs> like, God did it. God did his job. God healed me. God, you know, was my f- heavenly father. But because I allowed this brokenness into my life, you know, there sometimes is going to be a limp. And there's going to be, um, you know, it's healed. But it's not what it's not restored to the very full thing. It's, you know, God can restore. God can heal. God can bring change. So don't mishear me. But sometimes there's are there are lasting things such as a limp, and it's not to you know hurt us, it's not to prevent us, but it's to remind us. You know, um, there was a pastor Tim Keller that says we have a sympathetic savior. We have a savior who knows what it's like to be broken, scarred, and battered by life and evil. We don't 
ever limp alone. What a comfort. And Dana Dowd um, put on the comments, if God is all you have, you have all you need, John yeah. 14, 8, which is so true. And sometimes we forget that. You know, when we were talking about, you know, broken areas, we also have to be careful that we're leaning on the right things, right? Yeah. Because there's also situations where we can heal wrong. You know, I, I kind of thinking about when someone, you know, broke their arm and they didn't really get it addressed. And so then it, it has to be rebroken and reset to come back stronger. Like it heals improperly. And I think if we're, uh, we're relying on the wrong crutches, yeah, we can heal improperly and it's going to show up. You know, it's kind of interesting this week. Um, I had a knee injury, probably about three or four years ago, I did something in my knee and I think it was triggered from years ago. I used to run a lot and, um, I pretty much stay away from side lunges. And last week, I have no idea why we decided to do side lunges. And when I started them, I said, well, those usually trigger my knee, but okay. And so dummy me, I did it. And guess what? I've had my knee hurting for days. My point to that is sometimes an old injury that we didn't address with properly can show back up if we go back to do something that we know causes. I knew that cause. Sometimes we go back to the same things that God brought us out of and he set us free from. Um, You know, I'm not someone that's against, I'm going to be transparent, honest. I'm not against drinking a glass of wine or whatever, right? I don't drink wine. I don't drink alcohol, really. I'm not, it's never been something that's been part of my life, but I'm not against it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think when it's something that overtakes you and it controls you, I think that's where it's a problem. But I can go somewhere and put myself in that situation. I'm not going to become an alcoholic or or a drunkard, right? Or I can have a drink today and it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to need one tomorrow or the next day. I might go years. But, you know, there are people that have situations that have addictive personalities that that one taste can take set them back and they go back to something. So we go back to things sometimes that God's said, hey, this is a problem. This keeps you relying on you or outside, outside circumstances and not relying on me. And we go back to those things. So the same thing, I know that that side lunge was going to trigger my knee, but I still went back to it thinking maybe it's stronger. Sometimes we get, God brings us out of things and we think we're stronger in our faith, but then we come to a realization that we're not as strong as we think and we still need him. Yeah, that's so true. And um, I think Dumasani said it really cool in the comments in describing a crutch. He said, here's the thing about a crutch. You often need it in one area, for example, your leg. But when needing it in one area, we often don't need it in another. However, we need Jesus in every area of our life. And that's the difference of a healthy crutch versus an unhealthy crutch. And it's the it's the continual, like, you know, my arm's not going to need a crutch. Like, I'm not, if my arm's broken, they're going to put something else to heal that. But we need Jesus in every area because why he's our great physician, he's our great mighty counselor. And we can run to him with our brokenness, run to him with our things that we're struggling with. And, you know, even in Jacob's story in Hebrews 11, um, we're giving even an inkling about his testimony years later about how, you know, there, there. We call it the Great Hall of Faith in the Bible. Um, there, there are uh, given a record of a whole bunch of men of faith in the Old Testament, shedding mouths of lions, raising the dead, an example. And Jacob's name appears on that list, and it says um, he worshipped leaning upon his staff. You know, and I think you've been talking about this uh, specifically, and I know it's been something that maybe you can talk on a little more. It's been something on your heart, but like, you know, when we have a 
a staff versus a crutch, right? A, a staff is something that stabilizes us. You know, it's, and I think it's after, you know, that testimony. It's something that we lean on. It's after that testimony where we already, you know, went through the crutches. We have the, the you know, the healing of the actual, you know, brokenness. But the staff is what stabilizes us and I think even keeps us from going back to those old ways. Well, I think it's that found that firm foundation, you know, in First Peter 5, 8 through 11. And, and this is a mes- message vers- version. And I don't always read the message, but sometimes I'll go back to it as I read. But this is keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm guard grip on the faith and the faith is that staff that rod of God that you need faith to keep you going even when things are good you need faith even when things are bad you need faith so that rod that that unchanging hand that no matter what that firm hold stable that's actually the stabilizer I think you know kind of I I think of the rod more of a stabilizer and I know crutches do too but I I, I think that's just a temporary but I think a rod you know we're, we're talking about enlarging the studio interesting right before this and there's this steel pillar in the middle of a wall and they want to open up this wall it's like you can't open up the wall there's a a firm there's a steel pillar there you can't move it that's how our faith no matter what happens we should not be moved doesn't mean we don't sway right so we can sway but still be unmovable on our faith in the rock of god but anyway so let me go back yeah lost that battle of uh expanding the studio guys so (laughs) The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God, he's a generous God, who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are. He has great plans for us. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows what we're facing. He knows the challenges. He knows the good times. He knows the bad times. He knows our thinking even when other people don't. He knows those those inward, um, those besetting sins, those secret things, those things we keep in the closet, those thoughts. He knows all of those things, right? But he still has a glorious plan for us. Eternal, eternal and glorious plans they are. We'll have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. And that's First Peter 5, 8 through 11. He gets the last word. Mm-hmm. If we rely on that rod of faith, and stand firm on it, even when it doesn't feel like it, he gets the last word. Not whatever's, not the enemy telling us we're not worthy. Not, hey, you'll always be this. Not, hey, you'll never be out of financial distress. Hey, you'll never be happily married. Hey, you'll never have kids that serve God. Whatever it is, wherever you're at right now, he gets the final answer. Mm -hmm. He gives it. And we got to remember that, that even when it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't change what he says. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to know that exactly what you said. You said at the beginning of this, and crutches are for a season. They're crutches, you know, in the sense of if we're going through brokenness, we're going through um, things that need healing in our lives. You know, there's going to be a day where you're healed. There's going to be a day where you are healed from maybe the brokenness that you've allowed to enter your life or that you faced or whatever it may be. There's going to be a day that you are healed. Um, and, And the crutches won't be of a purpose. Obviously Jesus will. So that's not the crutch I'm talking about. Jesus is always a need in your life and always the first thing in your life. Um, but as far as, you know, the physical healings or the healings from, you know, specific areas in your life that are broken, 
there's going to be a season for crutches to no longer be there because you'll be healed of those things and Jesus will heal you. You know, but the staff is something, exactly what you're saying, it's something that we hold on to as our stabilizer in the seasons where we're not, you know, necessarily needing of healing, but it's something that we continually rely on, and it's still, you know, it's Jesus, it's a stabilizer, it's our faith in him, Um, and it's important that, you know, like, we recognize that, you know, what Jacob did didn't look like necessarily something that was a miracle, um, but at the end of the day, he was recorded in the Bible, in the Hall of Faith is what we call it, he was recorded in that as, you know, leaning upon his staff, leaning upon his staff. Well, he wouldn't have a need to lean upon the staff if there was no limp. So don't despise your limp. Don't despise the things that God's brought you through. And don't despise when you get there. You know, don't despise the things that God is going to bring you through because there's going to be a day that, you know, that that's uplifted and that's something that God uses in your life um, when you have to use a staff in your life and when you have to you know I don't know how I made it but I, I made it because of Jesus I know that Jesus brought me through that and it's a, it's we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the what the word of our testimony so it's so so essential that we hold on to those testimonies and that we share them because not even just for only the other people although the other people need to hear it too but it's even reminds your soul like the joy of our salvation the joy of like you know yeah I did go through that you know I every time I look back at my situation of maybe if I'm in a season of complacency or like uh, like I'm just going through my everyday to day life with God you know if there's a season if I look anytime I look back at the season he brought me from anytime I look back from the season where he saved me and he changed my life you know I look at the brokenness I had verse where he brought me to I instantly just brings a joy in my life because it's like, wow, like, how that doesn't even make sense that you would love me so much. You know, we so easily forget. And I think that's why it's important to have a limp. And it's important to have those things that mark maybe the things that we went through and the things that we, you know, almost a scar, right? The scars don't hurt us anymore, but it's, it's a reminder in our life of like, the things that God brought us through. And it's sometimes it's just to encourage us in our own faith and even just stir that up in us. Like, I think we forget when we get to the certain, so to speak, level with God or point with God, it's so easy to forget where he brought us from. It's so easy to forget the past where, you know, I was broken. I was dead in sin. Like, think about that. You were dead in sin once. You were dead. You were going to hell, like, before you knew Jesus. You, you were on a track that was not good and not good for your life. And he came in and he's picked you up like a heavenly father. And, you know, don't forget those days where you, where you once were. Don't forget those days. Sorry. That was so exaggerated. We're such divas over here. That's funny. We're both such divas. If you guys just, I know some of you are listening on audio. She just like fully did like a whole, I thought she was throwing up, honestly. She like bent over to like coughing up, coughing the mic. That's funny. Satan, get behind me. You know what? I think if you're in those seasons where you're questioning, I think go to um, Hebrews 11, um, which actually outlines very quickly um, different people of faith, like what they encountered. And it starts, that whole chapter starts out, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. And we forget that. It makes life worth living. Living for God makes life worth living. Mm-hmm. It's not our, it's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguishes, distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word what we see created by what we don't see by 
an act of faith, and then it goes into stories about Abel, like recapping the Abel and Cain, Jacob, all the fathers of faith. It's it's this chapter. It's too long to read, but read that when you're in those seasons. Remember all those. That's a really quick glance at several people, men of God, women of God of faith. There's a you know Sarah. She she was barren, and yet she was told she was going to bear a child. So in those Hebrews 11, make that something that you go back to when you're having those seasons of doubt. But it's at the end of the day, no matter what, it's the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, it's our firm foundation, trust in God in spite of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep trusting in God and don't forget your limp. I think that's important. Um, And even if it causes you to rely on a staff today, that's not a sign of weakness, that's a sign of greatness. Because when you rely on Jesus, you know, there's nothing greater in your life that, you know, can come. Don't look at your limp as a sign of weakness. Amen. Amen. Mike, go ahead and take it over, brother. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will be back tomorrow with Dave and Ashton as we wrap up the series on crutches. If you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single day at 830. You guys can opt into it. It is completely free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To everybody that joins us live on Facebook and YouTube every single morning, we appreciate you always being here. But if you can't make the live streams, you're avail- you have two ways that you can always catch up with us. Number one. If you go to YouTube, you can find David. Uh, it's Game Changer Live Podcast. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and the bell so you get notified because every day we upload the replay of this episode at 3 o'clock. So make sure you guys hit the bell, hit the subscribe button so you get notified. If you want to take us on the go and have us just in audio format, we are on every podcasting platform available. The biggest one that we push is Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go on there and subscribe to us. If you guys are watching on replay or listening on any of the podcasts and you want to join us live and be able to comment and talk with us live while we do these episodes, you can join us every single morning at 8.30 on Facebook and YouTube Live. Just search David Villa Game Changer and we will come right up. Make sure that you guys go check out our featured Bible plan of the week. It is uncomfortable. It's a five-day reading plan on Version and the Bible app. Read through it. Let us know how, how you guys liked it. If you did like it, didn't like it, what you did or didn't like, let us know so we can work on it because we do always put out new Bible plans probably, I think, once a month. But thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.